Ayo Mani. Welcome to Ayo Mani, the podcast, a safe space for girl talk. I'm your host, Imani, and let's get to it. So welcome to the final episode of season one of Ayo Mani, the podcast. And this week, welcome to Ayo Mani's book club. So basically, after um, getting a lot of great feedback from my last episode on the dangers of isolation, I decided to talk more about what I did when I was going through postgraduate depression. And I would say that I still am struggling with postgraduate depression. Um, It's just not as prevalent right now because I'm just focused on finishing my graduate program and finding a job. And I think anywhere in between that, I can fall into postgraduate depression again. But I've decided to share what I did during the time last year when I was really deep in postgraduate depression. Um, And I basically read this book called The Defining Decade, and it's written by Dr. Meg Jay. She's a clinical psychologist. And I think at that time, um, what I really wanted was for someone to tell me, I wanted someone to tell me that it was going to be okay. Everything would work itself out. I would find a good job. I would find love. I would find, um, I would make a lot of money and I would get my dream job, whatever that is. And, um, just really everything would be okay. Everything would work itself out more than anything. I wanted someone older and more experienced in life to tell me those things. And so I was really looking for that, whether it was talking to, um, like I said, I reached out to a lot of people via LinkedIn. Um, so I was looking at that. That was an option, but more so I started reading this book called The Defining Decade, and it's dedicated to 20 people in their 20s um, who are going through a variety of things, whether it be in your work life, um, in your love life, or just in your life in general, just across the board. Um And so the author is a clinical psychologist, and she basically puts a lot of things into perspective. She talks about how she had a lot of clients who were in their 20s and how basically we'd be driven, basically is what she was saying. And um, she shared a lot of stories from her clients throughout the book, and she came across this saying that uh, the 20s, The 30s is the new 20, Um, and basically she wanted to dispel that myth. The 30 is not the new 20. 20 is 20 and 30 is 30. 20 sets the foundation for the rest of your life, and although you have time, you don't have that much time. So she really made sure to make that very clear, like we have time, we should have fun, we should live our life, we should experiment, but we should not forget that this is still life and time is of the essence. Like we have to find the balance between having fun and building the foundation for the rest of our lives. And I really what I got I got what I was looking for. I got um wanting someone to tell me that it's going to be okay. And I really got that from this book and I got um you know that everything would work itself out if I just stay focused and um it was a great way to start my journey to crawl out of postgraduate depression. I still like I said um talk to a lot of other people to find out about their journey. 
um, and I wish I read this book more than once because I read this book in like one sitting and it made me feel good for like a week and then I was like dang I need another reminder I think I really just needed reminders throughout that period and so I should have read this book more than once because I um, was skim skimming through it to do this episode and I was like dang I should have read this book at least three times um, through that period and so the book is broken down into three categories one is love so it goes anywhere that those chapters go from s s people being single to being married or being engaged or newly divorced um, and it talks about love in all of those stages and then work um, there's a section about work which um, talks about everything from not being unemployed or being working at working somewhere that you're not satisfied with or doing a job that you don't necessarily want to do for the rest of your life and then from getting a real job and managing all talks about managing microaggressions in the workplace um, dealing with criticism on your work um, from your boss or from co-workers um, and just the difference from going from a degree and getting an A on your work, going from an honor roll student to someone who's barely getting by in the workplace and feels like they're failing or not um, doing what they want to do. So she talks about those frustrations. And then the last section is the body and the brain. And it really gets into a lot of the scientific things and just... Um, controlling it talks about controlling your emotions and how in your 20s your personality changes and that's really why she named the book the defining decade because you really do develop your personality more your personality changes a lot during that time period you go through a lot of life-changing events as you do throughout your life but she thinks that your 20s really is the time where you truly develop your personality and um, so she talks a lot about the functions of the brain and de the development of the brain, um, which is super interesting and um, very insightful as well. I feel like the entire book was very reflective, like you could read the stories because she not only gives you the information, but she tells you stories of her clients and they're very relatable. And so you have these stories and it's very reflective. Like you read chapters and you're like, dang, I did that. And maybe that's why that didn't work out. Or how can I better control my emotions um, when I receive constructive feedback from my boss or from my friends? Um, and so I think it was very, very insightful, um, every section of the book. Um, and so first, so I decided to give you like a quick overview of the book and then, but not too much because if you do want to read the book, if you haven't read the book, I want you to read the book. So I'm going to pick one topic from each sec, from each category. Um, so like I said, there's three categories technically. So we have love, work, and body, and the brain. So one of the chapters in love that I picked was Dating Down is the name of the chapter. Also, the book is very short. I read this book in like a day or a day and a half. Like it's very short. It's a very easy read. So you can read it, buy it tomorrow. Um, you can buy it on Google. It's available everywhere. So feel free to get the book, read it if you 
need a little bit of advice or a little bit of encouragement. Um, and so the first chapter I want to talk about is the part of the love section. And the name of the chapter is Dating Down. So one of the first things the chapter talks about is sex and setting, settling for partners. So she tells the story of one of her clients who um, never was desired or never was seen as beautiful um, throughout her life. And then once she um, finally was saw as desirable by men, she just kind of settled for them. And she would let men choose her instead of her choosing her partners. And so she was having a lot of casual sex with a lot of people. And in the end, she realized that she was very unhappy um, with her decisions and she said um, she started to realize that she was very flattered by um, men finally giving her attention and it gave her insight into like her childhood and why that was so important and why she was letting men choose her instead of her choosing men or there be a mutual liking um, and she started to talk about how sh when she was in middle school and high school um, she wasn't desirable, and she was teased, and she was bullied, and basically no one ever thought she was pretty, or no one ever noticed her outside of her parents, and so when someone finally noticed her, she would be like, wow, you see me, um, and so she would have sex with them. She finally saw that someone wanted something from her, or wanted her, and more than, more times than not, it would be sex, so, um, that's, that was super insightful and the reason why it was insightful because I think a lot of times people date down whether it not just be a, for casual sex just in general like you settle for whatever reason and dating down is just not something that you should do and not get in the practice of in your 20s. I talked about focus don't focus on being wanted so a lot of men can want you like duh they're gonna want you they think with their penises but like what do you want? What are you going after? Like, don't settle for anything that's just coming to you just because you think you can't get better or there isn't better. Actually choose the people that you're dating. And this might not be a problem for everyone, but <clears throat> it was very insightful. And um, what was insightful about it is everything that we do now is a reflection of your childhood or previous stage of life so for me I would say I'm very quick to cut people off especially men because I know that there's so much time to be wasted like I watch my parents waste so much time with each other so I know that in the long run I don't want to waste a lot of time and although people are like, oh, we have history, we've been together for five years, I don't care because it could be 15 years in the long run and then we realize we need to call it quits. I don't want to do that. Once I realize that we're just not there, I'm out. And so that's how I date and I realize that it's because of my childhood and what I saw my parents do. And so um, you have to really look back and reflect on why you're doing the things you're doing while you're dating and just try to make sense of it and try to work through that if it's something that you need to work on and the love chapters also talk about people who are engaged people who are living together um and just personalities wise um 
So those chapters are really good. And there's a variety, like I said, from being single to being engaged to being married. Um, and I don't want to give away too much, so that's all I give away. And so moving on to the work chapter, um, this story really, this is one of, one of the chapters that really resonated with me. And the name of the chapter is My Life Should Look Better on Facebook. <laughs> And so, like me and Taki were talking about last week, um, oftentimes you compare yourself to um, people's highlights. So people only post good things on social media, and that's what you're comparing yourself to. And so this chapter was called My Life Should Look Better on Facebook. And so what I got from this chapter is anytime you say, I should be doing X, Y, and Z, I should be traveling the world, I should be married by now, I should be... Um, I don't know, I should have a kid by now, I should have this type of car, I should have a house. Like, when you say I should, it's basically speaking on on aspirations that have been forced upon you by social media or by the world. Someone told you to desire those things, someone told you you should be doing those things. Those aren't necessarily things that you want to do more than likely because if you want to do them you say I want to do this I'm going to do this it shouldn't be should so basically the story in this chapter was this girl she was originally from Tennessee and she moved out to the Bay Area for a job and she was working in marketing and her career was booming but she was so sad and she came into um Meg's Dr. Meg J's office and she was basically crying she was sobbing and she was talking about how she should be traveling the world and she should see she should you know book a ticket to Paris or France and she was just going on and on about all these things she should be doing and um, the doctor asked her is that what you want to do and she was like no it's not what I want to do I want to go home and all of this and so she was basically saying how everyone's telling her that she should be traveling the world and she should be so happy that she's out of away from Tennessee and she moved out and she got a big job and she's doing all these big things but in reality she did all those things and the only thing she really wanted to do was go back to Tennessee and be closer to her family and she realized that in the end those weren't really her goals her goals weren't to live far from her family her goals weren't to work at this big company she just wanted to be close to her family and she wanted to settle down and um she knew in the end when she has a family when she creates a family of her own she wanted her parents to help her with her children and be in her children's life so in the end she realized even though she came in essentially saying that she should be traveling the world she knew that the only place she wanted to travel to was home and so she ended up moving back home she was a single woman by the way and she moved back home and she got married she had kids and she was so happy and it just shows that like don't my uh, my old roommate said don't should on yourself <laughs> not shit should on yourself <laughs> and basically what that means is don't say i shouldn't do this or i should do this do what you want to do 
and um, basically don't let the world or social media tell you what you should be doing do what you actually want to do and that really resonated with me a lot because when I was going through postgraduate depression I just kept thinking about all the things I should be doing and want to be doing but I wasn't doing and I don't think I really wanted to do half the things that I was saying that I wanted to do I just got the idea from someone else or from social media and even to this day I still get down like I should be traveling the world I should have had this already and it's really not what I want it's what social media is telling me that I should have or should want or desire um, and so that chapter really stuck with me um, there's a lot of good information in the work category of this book I think all of it was valuable but um, I think that was a story that really stuck with me and so anytime that I say I should be doing X, Y, and Z, I know that I'm more um, aware that that's not something I really want to do. It's probably something someone told me I should be doing or Instagram told me I should be doing and I start to question why I want to do those things. Um, and so actually I decided to pick two chapters from the body and the brain category so the first chapter and I'll make them quick but the first chapter that I chose is called calm yourself and this is something I really struggle with um, so research shows that people in their 20s have according to the book research shows that people in their 20s react more to negative information or negative feedback more than people in their adulthood it basically this chapter was called calm yourself so basically getting hold of your emotions like we have so many emotions and we act on these emotions so much or whenever we get critiqued we um really overanalyze it when really if your boss can you rewrite this maybe you just need to change a few tone like the tone of your writing or um, it's really not a judge of your, it's not someone judging your character. It's really just someone asking you, can you rewrite this? Because it's not exactly what they were looking for. And so if we can just calm our emotions and not take things so personal. Um, the book states that um, research shows that people who have more control over their emotions um, have greater um, life satisfaction, they experience optimism, purpose, and better relationships with others. So I think that was eye-opening because I do, I can overreact and um, I do need to learn how to control my emotions more or not take things so personal. Really learn how to take a deep breath and not rely on someone else to talk me through every situation that I experience frustration and learn how to talk myself down and calm myself. So um, that was a really good chapter with a really good example that I'm not going to give away. <laughs> trying to tell you guys about the book without giving everything away because I do want you to read it and have your own interpretations and do some reflective work on your own. The next and last chapter I'm going to talk about is do the math. So this is basically what I was talking about in the beginning. Um, so we are in our 20s and we have time to get things done but we don't have that much time like you have to focus you have to get a game plan you have to create deadlines so that you can get to your destination wherever that may be um and so the book talks about people of all ages and walks of life discount the future 
favoring the rewards of today over the rewards of tomorrow. We would rather have $100 this month than $150 next month. We choose a chocolate cake and the new outfit and face the gym and the credit card bill later. This isn't a 20-something tendency. Um, so it's not just people in their 20s, it's people in general. We got time and we have time, but not too much time. And so the 20s is, your 20s are the foundation of your, the rest of your life. So you have time, but not too much time. And so really thinking about what is more important to you what you can get today spending that thousand dollars today and buying some new shoes or or is saving that a thousand dollars for a property or saving that a thousand dollars for a rainy day like or saving it for whatever is that more important like do the math if you are for example me i'm 24 so i have six more years until 30 what do I want to accomplish in that time? Like looking at the bigger picture. Yeah, I can go on all these trips and do, and, I, and you should travel and you should have fun. But what is the end goal? What do I want to see? What do, where do I want to be when I'm 30? What do I want to have accomplished or want to be in the works of accomplishing? Um, and so she also talks about how she has a lot of people that come to her in their 40s and their 50s and they basically cry to her the whole session about how they wish they did all these things in their 20s and they wish they didn't waste this much time or they wish they didn't get married so early or they wish um they took that job or they traveled to that place and so she really wants she really wrote this book so that people in their 20s do the math like you're only 20 what do you what's it going to be what are you going to get done what are you going to accomplish like yeah you can have the hundred dollars this month or 150 next month if you save it and collect another 50 like look at life in the bigger picture and realize that time is limited it's like we're only this age we're only going to be 20 something for how long so she doesn't want people to waste their 20s doing things that really won't add to their life 15 years from now or 20 years from now or 30 years from now like she wants us to be more intentional and I really feel like a lot of our parents don't understand the things that we go through because when they were our age they could just get a job they could just go to college and get a job and you know probably be at six figures by now or god only knows i don't know and so i really felt like she was able to empathize and really put things into perspective and see our side because i feel like as millennials we are judged so much when we're the only people that actually live and work through these like through this specific time like it's hard to get a job like i don't care what anyone says it's hard to get a job in your field we're experiencing the highest rates of student loan debt like it's hard to be a millennial. I don't care if they call us crybabies or whatever. The reality is it's hard and she's letting us know that it is hard and giving us tips to get through it and recognizing that postgraduate depression is real. Like fighting through these issues are real and she's sharing stories about her clients and also giving tips. So I don't want to give you advice as if I'm a therapist is what I mean. 
but this book is written by a clinical psychologist and so she is went to school to answer these questions and to give advice and to guide people through these problems so this also doesn't um isn't a substitution to actually going to therapy but it's a good start um and it's definitely very helpful and so the ending of the book and also how i want to end this episode is basically saying that the future isn't written in the stars there are no guarantees so claim your adulthood be intentional get to work pick your family do the math make your own certainties do not be defined by what you didn't know or didn't do and so that's one of the notes that she ends her book on and i think that that's that's encouraging in itself so like claim what you want to do she also talks about how um a lot of the things we wanted to do we basically or dreams or aspirations that we had when we were younger we somehow put it off because of reality or um someone talked us out of it so she talks about really getting down to the core of who you are and what you want and i think so being intentional get to work pick your family do the math you know claim your adulthood that's really what this book is about and so i just wanted to take time to really talk about how this book helped me and was one of the things i did and was very helpful um for me to get through postgraduate depression um and i just wanted to take some time to talk about that because it is important these are important conversations um like i said last week the first thing and the most important thing i think to do is like to speak up and to reach out to someone so that you feel seen and you feel like you're not going through it alone and more than likely you're not going through it alone someone is experiencing the same thing as you are and you don't have to be afraid to um speak your truth and speak up whether it's to a friend whether it's to your mom whether it's to your aunt or whether it's to a stranger um because i talked to many strangers when i was going through postgraduate depression so speak up and get the help you need or get whatever you need while you're going through that it's not something that you should go through alone um and so that's the final episode of Ayo Mani season 1. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Sorry to end on like I don't know if this is a sad note. Um it wasn't my intentions to end like this, but it's okay. Um we're coming back with season 2. I want to talk to some entrepreneurs. We're going to talk about real estate. We're going to have fun. Season 2 we're going to learn more, share more stories. Um and get back to being a little fun, a little wretched. Um we are going to have more purposeful conversations as well. Um, I'm super excited and thank you so much for tuning in to season 1. I plan to have a lot of guests and a lot of fun on season 2. So, I will be returning after the holidays. Thank you so much for listening. Um once again, share with friends. Um subscribe if you haven't or follow um and leave a rating or review or comment. Hello, thank you so much for listening.